everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the Four Keeps, Fallout Part 4. Uh, before we begin, I would like to say first and foremost, it is April 29th, 2019, and you are loved. And I feel like that's a very important thing to remember. Also, another thing to remember, guys, we only have another week left on our giveaway. And we've already gotten 14 new followers over the last week of people signing on to try and win some sweet prizes. Uh, so if you are curious about those prizes below, oh, thank you for the resub, JD. Then you can go to the links populated by the giveaway. Uh, that is in our chat below. I'm also going to be including links to the giveaway every When we go to our break at the end of the show that kind of stuff I also post about it daily on my Twitter. So if you go to at indoor what the fuck uh, You can find me there now guys another thing. I would like to uh, possibly let you know about this giveaway is one of the prizes came in the mail today uh, and so I am going to open up the lid of this box just so that way I can show you because it is the die-hard die now Oh my god <laughs> Guys Look at how vibrant <laughs> and green these are it was the d4 But the d4s actually also have rounded edges So no longer are you going to be stabbing yourself with these beautiful green dice. They are oh my god They are gorgeous. I want it I want to keep them and not send them out, but maybe I'll just buy more dice because I don't have a problem. Uh, so that was it for those. They are the Sinister Emerald Mythica set from Die Hard Die. Uh, yes, you do not take your 1d4 points of piercing damage by stepping on these d4s. Uh, and it's also really cool because you can balance them on their edges, which to me as somebody who fidgets with dice at the table, <laughs> I love doing that kind of thing also uh one other thing before we get started we have a heckin merch store what's up with that we have options so that way you can get t-shirts in red blue black brown we got varieties on them that say things like the our dragons were the real friends we made along the way i don't know why i always forget what my own shirt says you can get the bigger battler mug, which holds some excellent amount of liquid. You can also get a wonderful hoodie, which I always end up having to take off once the show starts because it's far too hot with this ring light that we got. Um, and it's also during the summer months. So eventually you guys are going to be seeing me wear more tank tops on the stream. Or uh, after Gen Con, I'll probably wear the crop top at least a few times because, uh, you know, it's nice and breathable. Why not? Uh, so you can look forward to that and you can go to our uh, bit.ly slash adventure merch uh, all lowercase and then you can possibly get yourself some sweet merch as well which is really cool and then LB and I have been uh, looking at options for stickers so uh, who knows maybe I'll start making stickers and send them to people because patrons you guys deserve more than what I give you so Stickers seem pretty cool, just saying. Uh, but with that in mind, I'm gonna switch back over here and make this message go away. Nope, it didn't, but it switched eventually. So, uh, with that in mind, all of our merch, all of our love, and all of our appreciation, guys, who are we going to be playing this evening? Hey everybody, I'm RJ. I'll be playing Calum, the Shattered High Cleric. 
I'm LB Hackamup. I got distracted by a video on Twitter, and I'll be playing Gwen, the halfling barbarian. I'm starting early. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cyberwolf. I get distracted just because that's who I am. Uh, and I am playing Arjan, the dragonborn blood hunter and aspiring alchemist. And I'm Wings, and I'm going to be playing Coriander, the Elgin Paladin, and I'm never distracted ever. <laughs> And I am the Indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, last week, where we left off, you guys had managed to establish your uh, your new establishment, Dragon Drafts, which we ended up looking up the pronunciation of, and even, if, even though it is D-R-A-U-G-H-T, it's Drafts, so... Thank you. English is weird. Thanks, Hermione Granger, for letting us know back in Chamber of Secrets how to say this word, because it was really helpful. Uh, but you guys established your building uh, after meeting up with a very exhausted Coriander who had rescued your wolf, Cybra, from the clutches of a sea hag known as Agatha Driftwood. Uh, after you guys were able to get your wolf back, you ended up uh, feeling a little cheated, uh, mostly because Agatha did not send Cory off with an amazing prize. Uh, so instead, uh, a 14-year-old Calum, Arjan, and uh, Cory went back down to Agatha's, managed to get their prize of three walloping crossbow bolts, uh, and she informed Arjan and Calum that Cory had actually cheated at the Fey name game that she had originally challenged the hag to. Now, Cory might tell you otherwise about the cheating, but that was Agatha's side of the story. You guys then were able to spend a full night's rest, uh, and Coriander, the next morning, you went off and you spoke with Arask, the, uh, the dragon that this isle that you have been staying on for the last five days or so is named after. And approaching him, you brought to his attention that you have no intention of supporting Tarlean. Uh, the ancient black dragon patron that resides inside of Arjan. But instead, uh, you took an item from, uh, from Arask, which he had said to use in only the most dire situations. Um, you then agreed to become his emissary, and out of the four keeps, Coriander is welcome back on this island, while the rest of you now have papers uh, that claim... Uh, that once you leave this island, you are then kind of expelled. Uh, if it was more of like a school setting. What's the other phrase I'm looking for? Star Exile. Exiled. That's the E one. It has an X, so it sounds cooler as well. Thank you. Uh, you guys uh, then began working at Dragon Drafts. Uh, while Coriander went on her first date with Captain Olivier, where they managed to get some curry uh, and enjoy a gentle evening. Uh, Calum, you and Gwen decided to go off to things that make you say wow to possibly find a fix, a solution that would actually set your magical ailment of de-aging back right. Uh, and it turns out that the shop owner, Orilla, was able to help you out, but you guys did not have all of the money necessary in order to actually pay for the potion. Uh, so you devised a payment plan instead, uh, and have agreed to work for Orilla over the next four days, uh, subjecting yourself to the effects of a Gaius spell to show up promptly at 10 o'clock in the morning. 
you then, Caleb, met up with uh, the Off Constantly crew, where uh, after parting ways with Gwen, who went off to the Temple of Soon, or as she called it, uh, the Temple of Lady Favors, to uh, to get to get a little bit of action that Caleb had actually paid for previously. Uh, Caleb, you met with the members of Off Constantly. Uh, let them know that you were getting your magical affliction taken care of, and your mentor, Farron, asked if you would possibly see him off the next morning. Uh, so, bright and early the next day, you waited at the dock, you ended up meeting your party, and after they were roughly about two miles out at sea, and you could still see their persons, you got a message uh, that was sent to you in a recognizable voice. Uh, and for those that, uh, don't know what that message said, let me find that real quick. <laughs> because it was not a fun one for Calum. Where is it? It's always fun when you think, oh, it uh, she said, don't stay, uh, don't stray too far from them, Sabrak. I've enjoyed getting to know the history of the songs, and I'm sure they will sing more before long. And that is where we will pick up. Calum, you have just heard this message. <clears throat> Calum is, like, standing on the docks, and when he hears the message slowly play, his, like, face drops into a scowl. And... It's a good thing no one else is here because he is very angry now. <laughs> He's just staring off at the ship. And in his hand, you can see, like, a light forming. <laughs> but then it dissipates as he's like, I can't hit that from here. What time is it now? Uh, it would be roughly 8 o'clock in the morning turns around and starts walking towards things that say wow or th things that make you say wow okay uh gwen you are uh you have been allowed to spend the night in the temple of soon uh just with your uh your two evening lovers kind of doting over you for as long as you want them to uh, and you are now waking up, your hair has been brushed, your body has been washed and properly perfumed and oiled, all at leisurely expense to you. It seems like these people were just absolutely love, they loved being your servants for, uh, for the evening. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, yeah, so Gwen wakes up, she removes some of the flowers from her hair, like, sneaks out of the bed not wanting to wake up her uh, compatriots and then she's gonna dress up and uh, walk out and go to uh, things that make you say wow. All right. Uh, and I'm sure when she walks in, Caleb does not recognize her. <laughs> Gwen her hair is, is freshly braided in this beautiful She's thing. glowing, <laughs> to put it lightly. <sighs> Like she has her own sun that's just shining from within. Good morning. Set. Nothing, just, you know, waiting for the shift to start. <laughs> Why do you look like crap? Got up extra early to see Farron and them off. 
Ah, did did the the dwarf leave? Mugworth. Yeah. Yeah. He's part of their party. That's fine. I wanted to wrestle him one more time. I didn't realize they were leaving, but that's cool. Hmm. Yeah. You, you you good? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. I know it, and she's gonna like touch his like lower back. Yeah, I know it's hard when your friends leave, but you know, you know we'll, we'll have stuff to keep us busy all day. Caleb's like biting the inside of his cheek. Uh, and as you say, it's all right, we'll have things that'll keep us busy all day. Uh, you hear the familiar uh, hate fueling laughter. Uh, just descend from behind uh, or come towards you almost racing in from behind a curtain uh, and you hear this <laughs> uh, as the uh, these red kind of capes that are surrounding the walls just begin to flicker and then racing through them on a small cart uh, that has a uh, tiny little driving wheel just kind of peeling around you is Orillo who then comes to a skidded halt and then stops and gets out of uh, what you as players would know as a go-kart, but you as characters uh, just see this very strange-looking contraption uh, that has four wheels on it as well as has uh, what looks to be a motor on the back. That's a weird-looking cart, dude. Well, it's a cart that goes, that's for sure. Any whoms. So, you've here come for work, yes? That's good, that's good. So... Uh, today's plan, uh, have you, what's your experience with, uh, plane hopping? If at all. I've been to the dream realm. Not a real place, but close. Totally a real place. So no, none. Caleb? Nope. Uh, well, I guess there's a first time for everything. Now, I have, uh... I have need of uh, assistance of sorts. Uh, there is a item that I'm looking for uh, that, uh, well, it'd just be easier if you could go and get it for me. I have to run the store, you see. Uh, uh-huh. But it would take you to uh, about halfway between the elemental plane of fire and the elemental plane of earth. Uh, does that sound roughly in your wheelhouse? You said you liked, uh, you fought big things before? Yeah. This won't be a fight against something big, but this will be a collection. You see, I need a mask of sorts. Uh, a mask of an Azer. Now, an Azer is, uh, it's kind of like a dwarf, uh, but like made of fire stuff. So if you could just try and find me one of those, that would be super helpful. I'm going to be sending you to a location... You just need to look around for a little bit. I've done this plenty of times before. It's completely safe. So when you mean mask, do you mean like it's a mask you can take off or is it like their face parts? Depends on the race. Uh, To them, it would be considered a faceplate. But to everybody else, it would just be considered a mask. So... I would then, with your help, get this mask, 
and then be able to sell it or use it for arcane powers later. What's the plane of fire like? It's really hot. There are wow. large <laughs> firemen who live there, known as a freet, who live in a city of brass. But don't... The Azer built that city, and they're really cross about the Ifrit having taken it over, so really kind of a toss-up as to whether or not you really want to tell them about it or not. Um, all right. Uh, she starts, like, undressing a little bit, so she's, like, mostly, she has her, well, she doesn't wear armor, but she's in her, kind of her skivvies, like, if it's going to be hot, she needs to prepare. Uh, so, like, do we need, like, protection? Oh, no, you should be fine. Uh, maybe... I mean, it never hurts to bring a weapon. Uh, but... Well, yeah, obviously. I am going to be, uh, making sure, uh, through Arcane means that you acquire the item, and then once you acquire the item, I'll be able to bring you back. Uh, so as long as you're able to get it, we're fine. Caleb. I'm good. Alright, cool. Awesome. So, uh, come this way. Uh, and he, uh, kind of walks around the counter and then motions with his hand, uh, for you guys to kind of follow. And then he says, just walk as you normally would. <laughs> Gwen, like, starts walking normal and then she's like, thinking about it too much, so she's taking weird steps. <clears throat> Caleb's just walking. Uh, and as you walk, uh, he makes the sound of footfalls on stone behind you, just... But as he does, you feel your body steadily begin sinking into the floor as you begin walking on steps that lead downwards until eventually your entire body goes past where the floor should be. Uh, and in front of you with these very nice braziers that have been lit along the walls that emit this kind of low orange flame, uh, you see that there is just a long hallway that extends into a large doorway. Uh, that looks like it extends maybe upwards of 50 feet, but just has what looks to be a brilliant gold light just shining through it. Uh, and behind you, Arillo then walks down, the, uh, and he says, Well, it's not every day that the council gets visitors, so, uh, mind your feet. Don't talk to people that you don't know, even if they look like me. I'm the clean-shaven one. It's very important you remember... You've seen this face before. What? Council. Uh, well, so you know how there's a theory that everywhere, every decision that you make creates a splinter universe, a splinter decision. There, If you were born on a dimension made of cookies, you would be made of cookies, correct? You would still oh. be yourself. Just cookies. That's a... Um... Yeah, multiverse theory. Now imagine, if you will, that a entrepreneurial wizard teamed up with other entrepreneurial wizards that were also him. Gwen clearly does not have any idea what's going on. The look on her face is the most confused she's ever been. Kalem <laughs> um, kneels down next to her, puts a hand on her shoulder. There's going to be a lot more of him. 
He gets it. Like he, all right. Oh, it's cool. Don't, don't think too hard about it. There's just going to be a lot more of him. All right, I see the world in crotches anyways. It'll be fine. She's not the only one. Uh, and then he begins leading you down the hallway. Uh, and as you guys reach the end of the hallway and open and walk into this doorway that, again, was just this large shrouded golden area, you see walkways, buildings, stations that are set up. You see that there are large water tubes that expand around from the top of this large room that looks like it goes up for thousands of feet that then sweep down past you. And looking into these tubes, you see that there are large sea creatures. There are jellyfish and whales and squids, these large creatures that on a uh, without the pressure of the deep ocean kind of keeping their forms constraint have just been left to grow and expand in these large aquatic chambers and walking around them uh, are all wearing these very gaudy reddish robes uh, a familiar yet unfamiliar looking form you see that there is a hippo that is standing on its two hind feet that is also wearing one of these deep red robes. You see that there is a kind of snake-looking humanoid that is also wearing these deep red robes. There's one that stands on, that has six back legs, two claws in front of itself, and a tongue that just extends down, and it looks monstrous, but it's still wearing these same red robes. And it just seems to kind of be walking along with a badger that is also kind of walking on all fours, but wearing these same red robes. And they are just all talking and communing with each other. There doesn't seem to be any animosity or any issue. And looking up into the center of this chamber is maybe a 100 foot tall solid gold statue of what looks like if Orillo was maybe a hundred years older, it looks like this very worn old wizard. Uh, and in one hand, stretching up, you see that there is just this magnificent silver uh, sewing needle, and with it, a red thread that extends down and then goes into uh, his large red robes. And in his other hand is a large sack of money. Uh, and he just seems to have his hands extended upwards, almost in a Statue of Liberty-style pose, but instead of a book, he's holding a bag of money. Uh, and Orillo turns and looks at the two of you and says, Welcome. Uh, welcome to the council. Everyone here is Orillo, even if you don't speak the language. Uh... Look, we're just going to be going to the transport chamber really... It's going to be fine. All right, dude. This is the weirdest fucking thing that I've ever been a part of. Caleb? Uh, that's a lot of Arillos. Uh, and as you say, this is the weirdest thing. This is the weirdest thing I think that I've ever seen. Uh, the hippo man that was walking by in the red rooms leads down and says, but did it make you say wow? Ah! <laughs> she grabs her axe. <laughs> He's just wondering, it's okay. They're outsiders. They're outsiders. Okay. I don't like it here. I don't like it here at all. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow, indeed. And the hippo man just begins to trudge off. 
All right. And for the first time, Gwen is very close to Caleb's leg, almost like <laughs> needing him for comfort. There's a little too much magic for her. <laughs> oh, and there is magic aplenty here. Uh, and as uh, he begins to kind of weave you through what appear to be golden streets, uh, he eventually takes you to a room that has a large circular opening to it. And you can see that there are stones actually inlaid uh, all around this opening. And uh, what languages do you guys speak? Giant. Celestial, common, draconic, dwarvish, elvish, and undercommon. Uh... In Celestial, uh, Calum, you are able to read uh, outlined around this door uh, that it says um, that uh, someone's supply is another's demand. That's fair. Uh, and so... You eventually make your way into this uh, into this long corridor, and it kind of stretches out, and you see it breaks into many different pathways. Uh, and you see Orillo go up to that uh, looks it appears to be a man behind a kiosk, and this man uh, looks similar to Orillo, but he has a very long dark goatee and a mustache that then curls around several times. Uh, and you see that there is actually a small bird also in a tiny red robe sitting on uh, sitting on the mustache of this individual. And they have a few words exchanged back and forth. Uh, then your Arillo is handed three different uh, or small orange tickets. Uh, and he then goes over and he hands one ticket to you, uh, Calum, and he hands one to you as well, Gwen. So is this one way or a round trip? Oh, this just means that we're able to use the facility. Oh. Don't Talk worry, I rented it for the work day. So, hopefully, everything goes smoothly. <clears throat> I won't need to buy a second workday. Because you, mm, you have to show up at the shop at 10 tomorrow. So try not to make any overnight stays where you are. Okay. Wait. Wait, time works differently in other planes. I remember that. I'm not sending you to those ones. All right, good. This time. But hmm. after you, and he just kind of points down a hallway, and you see that there is a large metal, uh, there's a large metal platform uh, that looks like it has these kind of bluish circles that are spaced out. And there are about five of these circles that are all uh, kind of, put uh in a set in a uh half ring along the back of the of the back of this platform and arillo goes over uh and he touches the wall and you see uh that it is a ticket feeder uh and he actually goes and he puts his ticket up to the mouth and it uh then consumes the ticket uh and you see that then uh, a wall panel slides back down and from the ground next to the platform that you guys are standing near that this large metallical uh, box kind of juts up out of the ground and you can see that it just has a plethora of knobs and dials on it. 
and he goes up and he begins just kind of working his magic on this interface. Uh, and he says, all right, well, I'm just going to need you two to stand in the circles. It is very important that you have all your hands, legs, items, everything about you inside of the circle. Otherwise, well, I do sell some really good mechanical hands, legs. Uh, you could probably work those off as well, but not off your body. That's the point. You good? Um. And you see he has his hand on this large red lever. Uh, Gwen gets in the very center and she does this. Caleb gets into the very center and like just crosses his arms, looking kind of nervous. Uh, and you hear Orillo say, show me the money! And when he pulls his lever, you hear what sounds like a cash register jing. Uh, as you feel the, as you watch as this kind of bright whitish light just envelops the two of you, Caleb and Gwen. And for a brief moment, there is the absolute fear of the unknown. This is probably the craziest, weirdest thing that you guys have done, uh, together. And we really hope that this works. But how are we getting back? Like I said, I'll be watching. Uh, and at that, you feel your physicality leave you. Almost like when uh, you guys were taken to the holiday nexus over the events of the, of the Hanakori Christmas special. Uh, you feel that your... Your senses are still mentally there but you can't taste you can't smell it's not that you aren't it's not that you can't try but it's that you are physically and sensually unable to uh until eventually you feel your core your center of gravity just being rocketed uh and as you are just getting flung through what you assume to be space and Caleb, you're at this point, you're also possibly assuming time and space. Uh, you eventually find yourself uh, coming to. And with a... Uh, you feel almost like you've just been tossed out of a building, Gwen. Uh, like when you have had to give people uh, the bum rush outside of bars. This is what is happening to you, just kind of falling forward into this new space. And as you to get your senses around you... You begin to smell a very thick sulfurous, uh, a very thick sulfurous kind of odor that begins to permeate your nostrils. You can just taste the clay that's in the air around you, as well as a little bit of soot. The air is very thick, uh, and you feel warm. You feel very hot against your skin as you all, as the two of you just find your form inside of what looks to be a crypt. Uh, as you kind of look around, you see that there are stone, uh, that there are these bronze worked statues that are spaced out maybe every 50 feet or so. And each one has a large uh, iron chest that lays beneath it. Uh, and as the two of you uh, kind of look around and get your bearings, uh, I would like to actually switch over. Uh, so, Corey, what have you been doing? What has your morning been like? Because uh, you said that you had spent the night with Olivietta again. Uh, so, did you have any plans for your time here on Arathsk? 
I don't know. Um, I, I think that I eventually would have gone to find Arjan again. Um, because it's, it feels like it's too early to call back Oakenheel. Um, because who knows how long or how much he's been doing or how long he's going to be there. Um, no, I think I'd go back to Arjan and see if there was anything I could do to help with setting up the the dragon's drafts. As Hermanini would say. Uh, yeah, you would know. Uh, there's not much that you can do in terms of helping out with the potion making. Uh, however, uh, Arjan, you do know that there are some things about your store uh, that you will need to get taken care of for it to be uh, an actual shop. And most of that is going to include uh, stands for potions, like uh, for display cases. You're going to need a treasure chest. You're going to need um, other kind of areas uh other chests and placement locations just for raw materials because you know that you're not going to be able to sort them next to each other so a lot of what you can have Corey do is effectively go out and uh talk to um talk to carpenters talk to glass workers talk to other people uh about getting furnishings for your guys's shop uh and you also have four bedrooms that don't currently have anything in them uh, so you can either turn those into like a research lab kind of thing uh, if you don't plant uh, as you guys aren't really able to stay here very long. Uh, but uh, you did promise free uh, free lodging for the alchemist that you do eventually hire. So it might behoove you to actually have lodgings for them when they arrive and not just a empty room. About how much would we expect that to cost? Uh, you would believe that uh, furnishings and bedding and everything else that you would need, uh, depending on how nice you want it, can be anywhere from 200 gold to 500 gold. Woof. Ugh. However, that would supply you with a plethora of treated glass vials, as well as sterile, a uh, sterilized environment to actually do experimentation uh, with potions, as well as crafting the more volatile ones. How much do you have left to work with? In the party funds, we have 295 gold pieces, 250 silver pieces, 23 copper pieces, and I have 51 gold. Okay. Well, I have 140 gold on me. No, 160 gold on me. And I've been intending to pick up um, some splint armor. So I'm going to have to beg for gold. Um, but I... So... <laughs> <laughs> now, Coriander, you also do remember having a conversation with Oliviette uh, during your date about possibly getting investors. So a lot of the overhead cost could actually come from them rather than your own party's coffers. Interesting. No, you're 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 not wrong. That is that is a something that we could consider. Uh, how much does Corey... Coriander will go back to Arjan and tell him all about it? <laughs> and that's what Oliviette said. Oh, okay. So she wants eight healing potions. Mm-hmm. For discounted cost that's fine we can still make the money that i spent on getting them and yeah okay 
It's going to take me a few days to get the rest of them. But we have a few days. Uh So yeah, it's it's literally going to take him seven more days to be able to make all those potions. Cool. Are are we cool with that? Uh, unless like he if it's like if a work day is considered 8 hours then he can pull doubles. Yeah. Awesome. You can pull doubles if you want. Um if you dedicate your entire waking hours to doing this, yeah. That's fine. Yep. That's fine with me. Uh uh are we are we trying to buy the rest of the stuff? The rest of the uh Well, the question is do we want to get investors before or after we do that? Let's wait four days. Mm-hmm where Arjun's pulling doubles all day. Mm -hmm. Get Olivia those potions and mm -hmm. then possibly get an investment from her. Mm. Then, then get all the rest of the stuff. Okay. I'm on board for that. Should I spend today getting some splint armor? Uh, how much is that going to cost? 200 gold. And I have 160. So I need 40 gold. I'll put, I'll put 100 on it. Oh. Uh, you don't have to do that. I have plenty on my own. That's what the party points are for. Well, thank you, Anjan. I should tell you, I'm not banished. Oh, okay. Because I talked to a rask. Okay. Because I don't support Tarleyan. Good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to take that hundred gold and leave. <laughs> Good job. Perfect. <laughs> no more secrets, everybody. We're doing it. We're, we're, we're getting it together. <laughs> Gwen's gonna be so proud. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, Corey, uh, make a investigation check when you go. Oh out. yes, intelligence based check. Yes, come on. All right, here it comes. I have one level of exhaustion. Yes. Which means disadvantage uh, on ability checks? No, you would have, because you went through a long rest. Uh, I did, I, but I had two levels of exhaustion. Yeah, because the first level went away when you were talking uh, <gasps> before you talked to a Rask, and then it was last night was your second. Oh, I am no longer exhausted. Okay, sorry. Never mind. I just forgot to not be. Oh, Corey did something smart for once. That's a 17 on the die, which means that I rolled a 17. Excellent. So, uh, you know that there are three primary armor and weapon shops uh, mm -hmm. throughout the city. Uh, you have not been to any of these places, as when uh, the rest of the group had gone armor shopping, uh, you were currently involved in the Fane naming game. Uh, but your locations are Hittum and Harder, uh, that is owned by a half-orc pair. 
Uh, mm -hmm. There is a establishment called The Pointy End, which is run by a human man. Uh, and then there is Songblade Steel, which is run by an elven woman. Ooh. Uh, and you would know that, uh, based off of your general purveys, uh, that Hitman Harder makes very quality gear, and they actually sell it at a pretty reasonable price. Uh, the pointy end sells very cheap gear, uh, and it seems like it is being made uh, to steadily turn a profit. Uh, and then Songblade Steel is... It's unlike anything that you've seen short of the way that Eliestre, uh, Eliestre made your weapon, in that she mm. practices the lost art of the blade song. Mm. Is there anyone that specializes in armor as i'm just asking around uh town. that would either be hit him in harder or songblade steel i feel like songblade steel is is bait is coriander bait um well i'm gonna bite songblade steel sounds right up her alley okay uh so uh when you arrive at songblade steel uh you see as you walk in uh that there is just, uh, or you hear rather, that there is a beautiful melody that fills the air. Uh, and it seems like uh, there is a kind of ringing, almost like a hammer hitting against metal, but there's no impact with it. It is just that steady ringing noise that, sort, that seems to just be drifting through the air almost. And in a way, this does remind you of when you were on the moon. Uh, getting your own sword and as you enter into the shop you see before you is a moderately tall elven woman uh, she stands closer to uh, about 5'10 5'9 uh, she's completely bald it seems that she just has a straight shaved head uh, and she has uh, what looks to be very dark uh, charcoal paint that's been brought uh, in a solid bar across her eyes. And you can see that she has uh, these dark lined tattoos that kind of extend from her lower lip down to her jaw. And then they come down her neck and then down uh, into her chest. And that is where you see the tattoos stop uh, as she's wearing very thick uh, gear meant for smithing. Uh, and uh, you see that she is taking uh, her time with this length of uh, this length of silver. And as she does, uh, you see her uh, take a small hammer on what looks to be almost like a circular piece of metal. And as she hits against it, uh, you hear that same kind of ring sound emanate from uh, from that small ring uh, throughout the room. And as she does, she begins to move her hand up and down and so almost seems to be controlling the ring, uh, that ringing sensation with her hand as she continues to just emanate this song. Uh, and as you watch, you see that the metal begins to kind of twist and take on its own shape. Uh, splitting down uh, at the quions uh, above the hilt, and then it extends down to a pommel at the base. Uh, with this sword, the edge of it, just taking on a entire life of its own, uh, until eventually the ringing from uh, the ringing from this instrument stops. Her singing comes to a stop, and 
you see that the glowing around this metal also comes to an end. And looking down, you can see that there is a beautiful rendition of a forest scene. There are trees that have definition on them that no craftsman would be able to put into their work otherwise if it wasn't for some kind of magical means. Uh, and the cross guard uh, that extends upward you see actually looks like antlers uh, of a forested creature. And she just picks it up, extends it, does a few practice swings, uh, and then sets it down. Uh, and then she'll turn to you and just say, can I help you? Coriander was just absolutely entranced by this and like gets shaken out of it. Like, oh, uh, it, yes, please. Um, uh, hello, my name's, well, you can, mm, hi, <laughs> you can call me Coriander. And uh, she extends her hand out uh, and said, uh, after taking off a kind of larger glove, uh, and says, uh, "Marissa." Marissa, it's very nice to meet you. I um, that is very lovely work. She just uh, gives you a very kind smile, and you can see that she just has these piercing blue eyes that seem to be even more enunciated with the black uh, face paint that she has on. And looking at it, you can see that it's closer to like a kind of charcoal uh, that has just been rubbed onto her face. I've I've only ever seen anything like this once before, and well, that was on the moon. And she uh, kind of looks at you and says, You can't go to the moon. Don't be ridiculous. Well, theoretically you can't, but there I was. And uh, she'll draw her sword. Uh, and as you do, uh, Marissa's eyes uh, get very big very quickly. Uh, and she asks, uh, she extends her hand out and asks very abruptly if she can see your blade. Absolutely. And she'll give it kind of a fancy flip and hand it to her, hilt first. Uh, and Marissa will take the blade and kind of look at it and just uh, is kind of muttering uh, these exclamations to herself. Uh, just very happy, very surprised at seeing something like this. Uh, and then she looks at it and she uh, takes out the small uh, little uh, bar pommel and strikes against the metal ring that she has set up. Uh, and she begins to sing towards your uh, towards your blade. And as she does, it begins to light up and resonate. Uh, and at that, she... Uh, places her hand on the uh, ringing device, stopping the noise, and you see that the uh, light from your blade quiets down. And she hands it back to you, Hilt first. Forged from the Song of Elastray. She'll put it back. And uh, at that, Morissa will look at you and say, it is a song that I never thought I would hear sung. Not here. In the woods, maybe, but not here. Are you from the woods? Gilskari. From the mainland. F Feywild. 
she just kind of nods and says, well, it seems we're both a little bit out of our depth here, but whatever it is that you're doing for her, thank you. To be charged by somebody so powerful is a lot of weight to bear. I make weapons for people. That's about as far as my extent goes. But if you've been to the moon and you've received something like this, I can't even imagine. Corey will kind of like move her hair out of her face and just go, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, um, the reason I came here, um, you wouldn't happen to sell armor, would you? I don't typically have very much in stock, uh, but what kind were you thinking? Well, something better than what I have now, and she'll just kind of uh, gesture to her chain shirt and jingle it a little bit. Um, not quite exactly plate, but something in between. She'll nod, uh, say breastplate or something more covering. Uh, heavier. She nods, uh, and says, I have a base model that would probably fit you right now, but, uh, is there any style that you would want it to look like? Do you have any preference for the scales themselves? It would be an honor. I like leaves. And uh, she nods and says, uh, then the leaves of the Gilskari forest will be at your side. Now I will need a day and I'll do the custom job, no problem. I would offer with your sword as well, but it seems to have taken on a form it likes. She'll smile kind of self-consciously. Now, a matter of price. Uh, And she will go and uh, she'll fetch your, uh, fetch the scale mail for you. And she says, now, this still does take- I'm actually looking for splint. For splint mail, uh, I can get you all of this for 250. (laughs) Uh, Wings takes a moment to glance. I can do 250. It is a deal then. Now, if you come back to me tomorrow, I'll have this, I'll have this looking perfect. Thank you. Thank you. And Coriander will bow. And uh, the armor smith will put a hand uh, in a fist over her chest and then give you a bow as well. Uh, almost as in, uh, almost like a warrior's salute. 
And then she'll probably run into something on her way out. <laughs> just right up against the door frame. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like, ah, excuse me. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> bye. Yeah, uh, so Corey, you manage uh, to secure yourself a set of uh, split mail that you will be able to pick up uh, the following day. Yeah. Uh, Arjan is going to be working on potions nonstop uh, to make sure you guys have a proper stock. So let us go back to our uh, interplanar travelers, Caleb and Gwen. Uh, the two of you have found yourself inside of an Azure crypt. Uh, what would the two of you like to do? You alright, buddy? She rubs his back. Both of you make con saves. As you just feel this oppressive heat kind of beating down on you. Fifteen. Seven. Calum yarfs. For sure. Uh... The air is too thick, and there was such a there was such a pressure change. Oh, buddy, it's okay. He's like holding Head onto over. the wall, his stomach head bent over. It's all right, you'll be uh, fine. It's just sulfur. <sighs> yeah, you okay. gotta stop going to places where I'm heavily armored and it's like hundreds of degrees hotter. You did see me get undressed, right? Like. I am in my skivvies. I I planned ahead. I mean, okay, you know, fair enough. I mean, if you want to get undressed, we can wait. Yeah, what? Yeah, because of that. Yeah, you know, fine. And then he like takes off like I guess the the top scale mail, and now he's just in his robes. Okay, uh, it's going to take you about 10 minutes uh, to take off your heavy armor unless you have help. Gwen, can you just, like... Yeah, I got it. Do you have to kneel down now? <laughs> now they're face-to-face -face for the first time ever. Just hey. folds it neatly. Hi! Puts it in his bag. Dude, you really don't have any pupils in your eyes. She, like... Gets really close to him. Yeah, I mean, I just okay. Gwen, personal space, just a little. Sorry. Did you feel anything? Heat. What I had for breakfast this morning going out my throat. Um, yes. Okay, not what I meant, but it's cool. All right. Oh. What? Kill a mofo, right? I I get. Do we? I mean, he said just to find one, right? Is this a crypt? Yes. All right, easy. She's going to walk up to one of the containers and just shove it open. I Okay, and as you shove open this container, looking down, you see what looks like a bronze suit of armor uh, with its arms crossed over its chest just lying on the bottom of this cask. Uh, but it seems like it's just an opening for a set of armor. There doesn't seem to be any faceplate or helmet. There's nothing in it? No, uh, other than that large bronze uh, suit of armor. And it's a it looks about dwarf-sized. Hey, is this worth anything? Peeks in. I mean, it's... Pr 
probably could be ceremonial in nature. Um, I don't know how people do in the fire plane. Is it worth anything on our plane? What do I roll for that? That would be either an arcana check or a... Yeah, we'll just say arcana. Uh, 22. Yeah, you know, you could probably sell this if you could carry it. (coughs) Yeah. Could probably sell it for some sum, a sum of money. But do we really want to desecrate some crypts? Like, there's some bad juju around that. We did come here to murder someone and take their face. I mean, if they attack us back, self-defend. I... Gwen shakes her head. <laughs> Just let it My sweet, sweet boy, and she pats his bottom. All right, let's go. I'm not carrying a bronze suit of armor with us. I will get it on the way back. <laughs> Gwen assumes that we're going to be picked up in the exact same place we left. Okay. Uh, So make a... Whoever would like to uh, can make an investigation check as you kind of peruse around the crypt. Three. Yeah. uh, You continue for maybe uh, about another 20 minutes or so just sporadically opening up the top of these uh, uh top of these uh grave boxes uh and each time you just find more of these suits of armor where are the bodies isn't this a crypt wait is this the armory is this how they store their armor because this is dumb i mean they don't have to really worry about condensation being a plane of fire so they could store it any way they want. Um, these armor suits of armor are like dwarf size, right? Yeah. And Azir are like fire dwarves. Yeah. Where are their heads? These, <laughs> these aren't the bodies, dude. I mean, can I roll a check? Are they actually fire dwarves or are they like- Make an arcana check. This will be at a higher DC because you haven't heard of Asia before until today. 18. You, Fire Dwarf is a pretty... That's a pretty accurate statement for them. Maybe we should just try and find our way out and then see what's up. To the, to the outside where that, I assume, is on fire? It's maybe a little on fire. And how would other creatures come in here and, like, do their business? Do their business? Like selling and buying. Oh. Not taking a dump. (laughs) Gwen smirks. All right, lead the way, fearless leader. Oh, I don't want this responsibility. (laughs) Caleb just starts walking. You're the adult in this situation. I'm letting you go. Okay, make another investigation check. Uh, better. 17. Okay, uh, yeah, with a 17, you keep cracking open more of these containers and you just find more of these empty suits of armor. We're trying to find our way out. Yeah, uh, so making your way out, uh, as you wander around the crypt, uh, 
you end up finding what looks to be a staircase that leads down. Uh, and you aren't necessarily sure if that leads out or not. You've never been in this place before. Uh, but you know for the most part that places that lead down don't typically lead you out. Um, and so you begin looking, uh, and eventually you do find a stairway going up. Uh, and it's kind of dark where you guys are. It is very hot and just kind of has this like reddish, it feels like this reddish tinge is just surrounding you almost, uh, as again, the air being very thick and clayey, uh, as you look at this stairwell, uh, you see that there is actually a bright light, uh, that is shining up from the top of the stairs that seems to be making its way down towards you. Sweet cool hey yeah how come you never had a birthday so up there uh should be the way out i thought we weren't keeping secrets we just never celebrated any of you that's weird it was kind of a monastery they're not the celebratory type. I thought they celebrated shit all the time, like, oh, the new year, ah, oh, this is when a baby was born, ah. Well, I wouldn't know about that stuff. Uh, what? He starts walking up the stairs. So well, you guys must have holidays. <laughs> Just gonna follow after him. Uh, so. You guys go up the stairs, and as you make it to the top, uh, you see it actually rounds very sharply to the right, uh, and you can hear uh, what sounds like bickering in this very foreign tongue uh, that sounds <coughs> almost like flames crackling over a, uh, over a fire. And as you kind of peek around, you see that there is... Uh, there are three of these smaller creatures uh, that look like their skin is made of flowing lava, uh, and they just have these kind of spherical heads, uh, tiny little pointed ears, and they're just kind of like, you see, like, they're, like, quickly talking to a figure that has its back towards you. Uh, and what you see is one of these bronze sets of armor, uh, but where its head should be and where the split areas are for, like, where the wrist leads into the hand, there is just flames that are just billowing out in a, uh, in a like, head-sized container for it. Um... And as the... Uh, these three creatures are talking with it and the two of you come up the stairs, they each stop and one of them, like, slaps its friend and points towards you. Uh, and at that, you see that the figure whose body has these flames in it uh, turns around. And what you guys can see is its full form of an azer. Which looks like oh, that. Oh, fun. And inside of this large central flame where its head is, you see this bronze mask that has that quickly shifts into a look of confusion and then surprise. And then uh, it points at the uh, it points at the two of you 
and uh, after looking at these small creatures next to it, and then he is going to attempt to start running. Uh, and he seems to be yelling something. Uh, so I would like for the two of you to roll initiative. Is it in Dwarvish? It is not. Uh, make an Arcana check. Uh, 23. You are guessing that it is a primordial language. I gotta pick up primordial when I get the chance. <laughs> We're gonna be doing this plane hopping bullshit. Oh! Oh! Caleb! Oh! My boy? My boy! <laughs> he got an 18. Minus one. <laughs> 17. <laughs> okay. I got a nine. Nice. Uh, this guy got a... And then these guys got a... Alright, so... Uh, these three small figures are going to uh, move first in the initiative, and they are going to run up uh, towards uh, you, Calum, uh, and they are going to begin to try and swat out at you. Uh, they see you as the tallest threat possible, uh, so clearly you are the more powerful of them. Mistakes were made, it's fine. Uh, and these creatures look like... Oh, this. gross. It has a it's, penis. Has a little, it has a little, you could sex these. You could determine the sex of these. Maybe. Uh, so, they are going to each run up on you, Calum, uh, and they are going to try and strike out at you. Uh, but, ooh, one of them got a nat 20. The others mm -hmm. did not hit. So you... it, it depends. What did the other two roll? Because my AC is drastically lower. Oh, right. Uh, one of them rolled a 11. That hits. And the other rolled a 10. That does not. Okay. So your first attack, the first attack is going to be for nine points of fire damage. Ow. And you are going to catch fire. Uh, <laughs> then uh, the one who crit against you. It's going to do 19 points of fire damage. Uh, and then that is going to be it for uh, these turns. I'm already at half. Uh, yep, from these little guys. They have just swiped out against you. Uh, so then next up is going to be you, Calum. The guy's still running, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems to uh, be just running off. Uh, and he seems to be yelling as he does. Bugger, 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 bugger. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. As he's getting harassed by these three goblinoids, Calum slams the staff down in front of him and starts pulling back like a bowstring. And Gwen sees the um, that electricity starting to crackle in between. And I'm going to cast the new spell, Guiding Volt, at the dude running down the... <laughs> All right. So, uh, is this the this is the guiding bolt electric version, correct? Yeah. All right. Sounds and, good. 
Ooh, you remember yesterday when you said you like to take gambles? Yes. Let's go at fourth level. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> All right. Okay, does a... This is fine. Six. 22 hit? Yeah, 22 hits. Roll for damage. Cool. I keep forgetting to get the dice out for this. One, two... Uh, I need another G6. Seven. Okay. 6, 12, 12, 18, 18 plus 3, 1, 22, 23, 25, 26, 20, 27 points of lightning damage. 7? 27 okay. points of lightning damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I could have gotten a 7 if I rolled all 1s, and I rolled a... A 66. A 66. Oh, God. I forgot you're using fucking wild magic. uh, That is up to three creatures you choose within 30 feet of you take 4d10 lightning damage. Oh, um, the three in front of me. Okay. Uh, the dice roller. 4d10? Yes. And there's no save for them. They just take it. <laughs> so two creatures are taking 21 lightning damage, okay. and then one is taking 24. That's sad. These poor boys. <laughs> uh, so they will die. <laughs> However, uh, Caleb and Gwen... Uh, oh each creature within a ten foot radius or a ten foot radius of this creature must make a dexterity eleven saving throw. You must do this three times, once for each yes. magman. No, wait, no, no. I I I saved once. Okay. Uh, nat twenty on the first one. Uh, ooh, not on the second one. And you're rolling with advantage, correct? I am. Okay. That is cocked. So that's a 16 plus 1. 17. So okay. I take 1. Alrighty. So uh, for the first one, uh, Gwen, you failed the first, correct? I failed the second one. Okay. So I yeah. passed the first one. Got it. So you both failed the second. So you both are going to take another 11 points of fire damage. Uh, and then the third one, which I believe is just Caleb who failed. Uh, is seven points of fire damage. The explosion knocks you are Caleb now into both a on fire. Oh boy. <clears throat> oh boy. Uh, but as your guiding volt fires off, uh, you watch it hit the back of this creature as he's calling out, uh, yelling for help. And then he just tumbles down onto the ground, and you see the flames beginning to sputter out as his form stops moving. So everyone's dead, right? They are. Uh, but uh, the two of you fire. are on fire. And it's a full action to get yourself off fire? Yes. Yeah. 
Caleb, are you unconscious? (laughs) No, he's on two. Solid. Uh, Gwen is going to uh, use her action to uh, put Caleb out because uh, my boy. Uh, (laughs) The fuck was that? That was awesome! And she's gonna run up to the other guy who is running away. Oh, he's he's down. He has stopped oh, moving. He's dead. We need his face. You do. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna run up to him while I'm on fire. It's okay. Fine. Uh, so do you want to take at the beginning of my turn? Uh, it's at the end. Okay. So you are going to take five points of fire damage. Okay. Uh, ah! <laughs> so flaming. <laughs> the the wraps on your body are just burning away at this point. <laughs> so you just see buck naked. Uh, tiny yeah, halfling. Yeah, like belts. <laughs> yeah, it's all of the fabric on Gwen is just burned away as she continues <laughs> to run. Uh, and Gwen, when you approach uh, this fallen Azure, uh, you see that there is, uh, that its faceplate is lying looking up at you in this look of just horror. Just absolute shock. And it seems to be frozen in place. Uh, like it's dead in horror, or like yes, like, like this was its final. Frozen? Yeah, this was okay. its final look. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I don't have any other actions, but the next thing I would like to do is to just take its head. If if I can't just take the mask, I'll just take its head. There is no head. As right. you, yeah, as <laughs> as this creature had fallen, you looked inside, and there's not a skeleton. There's not like muscles or any kind of mass inside it looks like the flame was actually functioning with this suit of armor uh and as you go and you pick up this mask uh still on fire (laughs) uh you see a light beginning to uh emerge from underneath you uh and calem looking down you also have this same kind of blue light uh coming up from beneath you as well uh, and as the two of you feel this same kind of lurching energy, uh, as when you had been sent by Orillo the first time, uh, the two of you feel your forms dissipate. But as, uh, in this last moment of wonder, uh, as this happens, you actually see that there is, uh, what looks to be a Azure, uh, walking down the stairs that has what looks to be almost like a uh, more feminine built body uh, that is holding the hands of a very tiny Azure. How dare you? Uh, who is wearing uh, like a coverall sundress. Uh, almost. <laughs> no, it's not. Shut the fuck up, Indoor. <laughs> no, and and she, you hear her say, are we going to go see daddy today? And, <laughs> and as the two of you look, uh, make eye contact with this woman, you see this bronze mask just eyes widen, mouth slacks open. The girl just points and starts shrieking as the two of you just disappear. <laughs> this is why I make characters who don't give a shit indoor. <laughs> you can't pull on my heartstrings. I. That's just there, man. I didn't. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. What do you mean you didn't? You broke this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you find yourself. Right, exactly, Danae. Speaking primordial, we don't understand the shit they say. Uh, <laughs> it must have been the runt. 
Uh, you find yourself uh, once more uh, in this large platformed area uh, with Orillo wearing his red robes, uh, arms crossed, just looking at uh, what appears to be a large crystalline orb uh, that is still playing the picture of the scene that you guys just left. And you see this woman like rush over and starts checking on the armor. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna just immediately throw someone. my cloak over Gwen to put ah, her in. Uh, before you even throw the cloak, Orillo is on her with this red canister that has a black tube coming off of it, <laughs> and he is just spraying her down, uh, and it is just putting out the fire completely over her personage. Just whoa, whoa, don't, don't move, don't move. Is this magic? Is this magic? No, this is science. There's a difference. Ugh. And he just takes it and he walks over and he sets it down. Job well done. The two of you. Excellent work. <laughs> Mask, please. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she hands it to him. And he looks at it and just, I'm gonna have to go through so much work to change that face. He sets it, uh, and you see him just kind of, like, put it into a satchel that he has on his side. Uh, and he says, well, uh, luckily, it's only about noon where we're from. So, you guys get the entire rest of your day to yourselves. Uh, see you first thing tomorrow morning. Gwen hikes up her belt, which is the only thing pretty much that's left on her. And she just starts walking away, leaving suds. <laughs> she goes. She doesn't know where she's going. She's just going. Uh, and as you guys exit this chamber in front of you where you had seen that uh, there was the barriers to the different waiting rooms uh, and the different uh, locales, you eventually go and kind of brush under one of these large red velvet curtains and you find yourself back in the central office the center uh shop of things that make you say wow there is just a small little counter and a frog wearing a top hat looking at you in between two large suits of armor where have you been hiding that that was awesome you look back and no one is there. It is oh, just it is just uh, you and Caleb standing. Uh, oh, that's what I was talking to, Caleb. I think my Caleb didn't come with me. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. no. <clears throat> he just like looks over to Arello. He's so, not there. That's oh. what I was meaning. Is that the two of you walked out and are now okay, just okay. in the uh, in the central room, and you see the staircase leading up outside. That was um. That was recent. Wait, was that? To you. Wherever... Yes? Did you just do the thing that we talked about not doing? Well, technically speaking, I did the thing before we talked about doing the thing we shouldn't talk about. I didn't agree to it until after I made it. Give me her cloak. Unhitches his cloak. Throws it around her. She like puts it around, like folds it in half and like wraps it around her like a tunic. 
We are discussing this when we get home, young man. I need a bath. Oh. <laughs> a drop, 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 drop. Yeah, and as, as the... she like, as go ahead. Oh, as she leaves the store, Caleb just like sighs and then falls face first, <laughs> just onto the floor. Just onto the floor. Uh, and Caleb, as you hit against the ground, and Gwen, you begin making your way up the stairs. Uh, you hear a large uh, a ribbit sound from behind you as the frog croaks. Uh, and that is where we will go into our first break of the evening. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody who has decided to stop by and enjoy uh, the the fun times that can be had here at Things That Make You Say Wow as found on the Indoor Adventures stream. Things that make you say wow or things that make you go ow? Call them, RJ, what the fuck? Call them B. <laughs> More like things that make you say indoor what the fuck. <laughs> we did it we got there so i would like to say again thank you to everybody who has decided to stick by uh and enjoy this wonderful adventure as it unfolds we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes so don't go no place unless it is to grab a food grab a drink grab a friend or possibly go to bit.ly slash adventure merch and pick yourself up either a cool t-shirt sweatshirt or mug, or maybe some other stuff. We got some pretty cool art in there as well that I'm excited uh, about. That's all done by our dear friend Danae. So go check that out. Uh, but we're gonna try and be back shortly. So don't go no place. All right, everybody. Bye -bye. Hello, everybody. <laughs> what? Steven. I must ask you a question. Come <laughs> down. No. Let's all what, what, what is it? I'll, I'll shave it for later. <laughs> all you audio cast people really miss out by not coming and watching this game. I completely forgot. I was going to tape it on. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Wings put a paper mustache on her face. To ask me a question, <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, that question will probably just get answered uh, in Nights in the Courtyard, the after show that we normally do. Uh, that's uh, Patreon exclusive. So if you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures uh, and get access to that after show, which is super fun. And I will leave boop, that in the chat. So that way there is a link to it. Uh, so. Calum and Gwen, you guys have just finished up your day's work uh, with Orillo Thread Twister and are making your way uh, back to Dragon's Drafts. Yeah. Yeah. And as you uh, as you're making your way back, uh, you end up seeing uh, Corey. After you got done with your armor, were you also going back to Dragon uh, to Dragon's Drafts? Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the three of you actually reconvene on your way back to the shop. And when you arrive, you see uh, that Arjan has just been tirelessly working. <laughs> Can you describe what Gwen looks like to Corey? So Corey, as you uh, as you see your two friends, uh, you see that Gwen's hair is more frizzed and singed than you have ever seen it before uh it looks like maybe uh under a thin layer of soot 
and fire and burns and foam that she actually, like, within the last day or so got cleaned up, but then this happened to her. Uh, and most of her clothes have just been burned off except for a few tasteful uh, belts that are still kind of hanging uh, around her waist, but she's also wearing Calum's cloak uh, as a large tunic. Uh, and Calum, uh, having taken off his armor for God knows what reason, uh, is also just completely covered in burns. A lot of the clothing that he was wearing underneath has been singed uh, and has very noticeable burn marks in it, as well as his hair uh, has been burned and singed in various places. They look like they both just got done walking through a wood stove. Uh, oh, wow. Look at you two. You look... different. It was a rough day at work. Mmm, I see. Is here retching from inside the shop. Calum <laughs> does like a semi pull up at the window and like peeks his head in. And uh, Arjan once again in his uh in his little alchemy goggles and his uh smock uh is just like putting a, a cap on on a vial that now has uh acid in it. But I don't think that's very healthy. <laughs> Caleb's head poked in through the window. <laughs> it, it's it's fine. Coriander's head will join Caleb's head next to him. What you doing, Ajan? Same thing I've been doing for the past two days. <laughs> Do you need a break? I don't think I can. Well, you could only use it on a short after a short rest, so. Right, but I'm still making potions. Oh. You're gonna give little, him a little bit of an eye twitch. Gwen <laughs> kicks in the front door, but it opens outward. So she just kicks the door. <laughs> and then the door opens. She walks in. She's wearing a. She's covered in this like white goo, and then she's got. The singes everywhere. Rough day at work. Yeah. Do you want to talk again? about it? Aum slowly good. lowers himself down. <laughs> no, 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 no! Get your butt in here, young man. Oh God. Multiple <laughs> What's going on? Does Gwen get or does Caleb get his butt in there? He was like half sneaking away, and then Gwen was like, "Get your butt in here!" He's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> Turns. She hikes up the thing. What did we tell you about using magic? You haven't. The, this, the, we talked about this, right? Maybe. And what did you do the first chance you got? He was running, and we had to get his mask off, and, like, it didn't turn out too bad this time. She looks at him. She looks at herself. You could be a fashionista. I had a bath today, Calum. I had a bath, okay? Well, my hair was braided 
I wanted to show Corey how amazing they did, and this happened. They were going to explode when you killed them anyway. You didn't know that, and I didn't know that. We could have found that out together, but then you caught yourself on fire, and then I was on fire. I had to go run the thing. <clears throat> Wait, was that because... You, what? So you can... You can age yourself down, and you can catch people on fire? No, it was the things that were, we were fighting. We went to the plane of fire. Oh, I hear it's lovely this time of year. It was hot. I threw up. Now that tends to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And then you did the supercharge thing, right? You did a really big... Aren't y'all literally doing this because you are trying to reverse it? Because you have paid to reverse the effects of the last time that you supercharged this? Hey, no, that's a good point. I feel like... It's we almost as if someone else played it. You didn't even let me attack him. I, you know, it, preemptive. I, I don't know. I hurt. All I have over. a thing now that allows me to help you, so that when you get hit with something, I can protect you. Okay, I can't do that if you just do shit. Okay. Then how am I supposed to function in combat if I can't do shit? Do that shit. The shit that we're in this mess because of, remember? Remember we're working for a week for this dude? For four days? <laughs> I'm not, you know what? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. She goes and she sits down on the floor and starts like squeegeeing out her hair with all this goop. And as you are pulling it with the goop, a lot of hair is coming with it. It's just the singed ends. Well, I mean, besides things exploding, it seems everything turned out all right this time. Maybe in the future, save that for a last resort. All right. Now, I need you to run an errand for me. Calum, can you do that for me? Yeah. I need clothing because that was my only set of clothing. <laughs> so I need you to go and get me some clothes. Can you do that, please? Caleb's like walking out the door. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. 50 silver. He like goes it's, into his pockets like, what? Not, it's what the party funds are full. Uh oh, I thought you wanted 50, what? Oh. Go, go buy Gwen some clothes. Yeah, I, I, we don't punish people monetarily. That's not how it works. Although it could be. I, I but, veto but, the establishment of fines within the party. No. You put some money into the overcharge jar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, actually, that makes sense. 
Regardless. puts like four gold into it. <laughs> Regardless. Caleb's going to go buy clothes and I'm going with. All right, cool. Corey? Hmm? What do you think it's going to take you like an hour? Um, it could take longer if it needs to. Yeah, however long it takes, it'll be fine. Just as long as it's like, I mean, I'm going to take a nap that's going to be at least an hour. Okay, and you want it to be quiet here, right? Yes, and I can deal with the retching. I see. I'm not going to be able to retch again until I'm with the short breath. I mean. (laughs) All right, have fun, kids. Oh, do you need any, do you need a lay on hands, Gwen? Oh, I'm fine. Mr. Singe to death over here. Does Caleb need hit points? I can give him hit points. That too, but I can heal myself. I mean, I'm sure you can. Fourth level. (laughs) Fourth level. (laughs) (laughs) Potted plant. But I do have a flaw that makes me kinder than I should be. I will 100% waste my lay on hands on you. Oh, waste. (laughs) Ow, wait, what? (laughs) I have 10 hit points. Thanks. That's damage alone. <laughs> Stop that! Oh, no. This is this is your problem. Is that you think you're helping by hurting yourself? <clears throat> as soon as they leave and are out of the earshot of the the window that apparently was open, <laughs> Gwen's gonna turn to Kate, uh, to uh, Arjan and she's gonna kind of punch him in the calf. Ow! Birthday party. Birthday party. We need to get supplies for the birthday party for Calum. Oh God, how much? I, I don't know, how, like paper, hats and shit, like typical party stuff. Haven't you ever had a party? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, wait a minute. Have you ever had a birthday party? No. Why? Because I, I mean, it just wasn't a thing that we did. <sighs> Jesus Christ, all right. When <laughs> like pulls up the sheet again. And starts like walking out. Come on, we're going like the shop. I really can't leave this. Why? Like every 10 minutes, I have to come back and like agitate everything that's in here. Otherwise, it's going to get all sticky and it's just not going to, it's not going to hold. Give me 10 gold. (laughs) I I will give you 100 silver. So that I can get rid of our silver pieces. Glenn's just like, shing. All right, cool. Hey, hookers? I. No. Okay, I was just, you know, just putting it out there. I know some. Also, I, I gave you 50 gold yesterday. That's true. I forgot about that. Did I spend that? No. You You got the money. Went to the Temple of Lady Favors. If you wanted to have just spent it all while you were there, that's totally no. fine. The Temple of Lady Favors. <laughs> uh, Gwen is going to go out and uh, try to avoid uh, the elves and buy <clears throat> as much party stuff as she can because apparently her two guy friends have never had a birthday party. And it's very sad to her. There's going to be a lot of alcohol, there's going to be a lot of food totally halfling it up. Okay. Uh, make an investigation check. 
okay. I rolled a six, so that's a five. All right. Uh, so the there is one place that you know of on this island that has a lot of food and a lot of drink, and that's Grey Boar's Tavern. Uh, yep. So you uh, you go and uh, ask your dear friend GB if he can possibly help you out uh, setting up a setting up a party. And he asks, um, "Well, are you uh, are you trying to uh, have this be the venue? I, I could rent out the space." Uh, it it would cost quite a bit, even if it is for a few hours, because I kind of have to do cost projections for if I'm not going to be making as much. But that's fine. Uh, how, how much do you have to work with? How much are you saying this is going to be to rent? How long? Hour? Two hours? The I'd night? say ex- exclusively for an hour, and then we can let other people join the party. 500 gold. GB, you gotta work with me here. How about I give you 50 gold and I'll get rid of that cat for you. He just stops. He leans in. In the back. It's listening out here. I don't trust it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he takes you into the back, uh, so that way you can uh, give to him the plan about how you will rid his establishment of Frankie the cat. Cool, cool, cool. She's going to set a trap, catch him, and then she's going to... (laughs) Okay, I almost went really dark there for a second. Gwen's mind took me a little bit overboard. It's not Tuesday. Uh, It's not Tuesday. It's not Tuesday. (laughs) Ooh, okay. It's not uh, that Tuesday anymore. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, she's going to uh, put the cat in a cage and uh, bring it to our shop for the night. And then put that box inside of another box and then you'll mail that box to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, make a survival check and mark 50 gold pieces off of your inventory. Uh, 14. Okay, uh, so 14 versus, you go to set the, what trap is it that you're setting? Like, it's a cage trap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, uh, I'm gonna put some, uh, food and some milk inside, because cats like milk, in Gwen's mind. So she's gonna, and it's, she's gonna, uh, is the cat friendly? Has she seen it go up to people? She has seen it be near people, but it hasn't, like, sat on laps or anything. All right. If need be, she'll get Cybra to to help corral this cat into this cage. Make a survival check with advantage, then. Okay. You know, a box with a stick would 100% work. Same. All right. Uh, So as Cybra is trying to uh, corral your... Uh, corral this cat into the cage uh, you see Frankie gets up next to this cage uh, and actually just starts like rubbing his head against the side of it uh, and then with a paw kind of hooking underneath the cage leans more with his shoulder and just flips it onto its side and a lot of the food and milk just spills onto the floor and you see him continue to nudge up uh, with his shoulder and then just begins eating the food off the ground I would like to rage. Okay. 
And I'm going to make a grapple attack against this cat. Do it. Okay. Grab that cat. Oh, that's a natural 20. <laughs> that's a natural one. <laughs> and it just starts like moving around as you've grabbed it by the nape of the neck. She's going to put it in the cage, close the door, and then latch the door. Good job, Cybra. Nose bump. Just nice. bumps your nose, and then you see Cybra walk over and just starts eating the cat food that had been spilled onto the ground. Solid. So uh, Arjan sees Gwen. Uh, she There's, like, steps outside the door and then a pause. Like, she might have been thinking about kicking it. And then she opens it, and she's going to put the cat upstairs in a room and close the door and come back downstairs. What? Was that? Oh, no. Oh, we're not keeping it. I didn't tell him how long I was going to keep it away. I, I need a little bit more context here. Oh, sorry. Um, So we're having the party at uh, GB's place. Okay. Um, he's going to provide food and stuff. It was going to be 500 gold. But I talked him down to 50, and we take the cat away for an undisclosed amount of time. Double check and make sure how long we're supposed to keep this away. Oh, well, if I ask, then it'll be a thing that I actually have to deal with instead of just being like, well, you never said. Finger guns. Please. Don't screw over the Patreon NPCs. Mm. <laughs> no, GB! <laughs> oh, I'm so conflicted as a player. All right. Um, fine. I'll ask him how long. But you know what? If he says forever, I'm going to take the cat, I'm going to put it in a bag, and I'm going to throw it in the water. Is that what you want? I have no idea what Arjun's feelings are on cats. He's a lizard type Pokemon. He's probably okay with it. <laughs> Gwen would never, guys. <laughs> so, like, just dead eye, he's just like, okay. Solid. Okay, I'll go ask. <laughs> she goes. She goes back to. How long has it been? Um. At this point, it's maybe been about 45 minutes, close to an hour, when you got back to Dragon Drafts. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, she will have... Uh, she wanted to get, like, paper hats and stuff, too. Yeah. Done. Okay. Uh, you can definitely find paper. Uh, finding pre-made paper hats, uh, there's just not manufacturing or a demand for it, really, but... Mm-hmm. You have made paper hats before, and we'll say that while you were out, you picked up the supplies. Uh, so make a survival check. Or sleight of hand. Survival. Or, no, not history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a nine. These are good hats. Yep. Yeah. They are hat-like. As long as they stay on heads, that's all she cares about. They do. Cool. But it's like the uh, like the New Year's popper hats, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, very yeah. flimsy, and they don't ever fit your head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a halfling judging what other people's skull sizes are like. 
This is true. And she's also going to make those chain link things out of paper to like hang up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, Arjan, when they get back, meet us at GB's place at five, at five in the afternoon, like I told him before that was when we were going to start the party. That seems like a thing that she would have done, yes. All okay. right, cool. All right, then don't tell them what we're doing, okay? It's a surprise. Wait, but what am I supposed to tell them? Just like, hey, let's go to Grave? Actually, yeah, that, I guess that would work. Yeah, let's go get dinner. Okay. Gwen wants us for dinner. Phrasing. Uh... Yeah. All right, and then on her way back to GB's, she's going to pick up a, a gift for him. Oh God, what would he want? Not a hooker. Um, she will pick up a set of nice candles. Everyone likes candles. Like ceiling nice candles? Uh... No, just like candles. Okay. Yeah, uh, make an investigation check. <laughs> this is going great. Investigation. Ooh, that's a natural 20, but I have a minus one. Okay. Uh, still a natural 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that places that you could possibly pick up some uh, lotions would be... Uh, would be either at... Uh, Calder's Concoctions, mm-hmm. uh, or at, uh, let's see here. Yeah, it would either be Calder's Concoctions or Wrist Flicks, Wonders, and Potent Plunders. Well, I should just go to the first one that's on the way. Okay. Yeah, and so you meet uh, the uh, Green Flame Genasi, uh, who had originally sold you uh, the books on botany and just general how to make uh, potions kind of thing. Um, and he is willing to sell you, because it's just basic hand lotions. He mm-hmm. doesn't really care too much uh, about it, but it's still going to be uh, five gold pieces for uh, some really nice-smelling lilac. All right, she gives him... A hundred silver. And he looks at it and looks at you and just pushes half of it back. Right. Conversion. She puts it back in the bag. Yeah, and he just nods and says thanks. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, you make your way. Uh, He'll gift wrap it for you at no additional fee. That's no problem. Solid. Uh, but yeah, you, uh, and it's in a, a small tasteful bag, uh, and you make your way to, uh, the Greybore Tavern where it has now been cleared out, uh, except for GB who has set, uh, some tables kind of pressed up next to each other into a longer table. Uh, and he says, I, uh, how many people are you expecting? Three. Total? Oh, four, including me. Yeah. Well, five, including you. We're a traveling adventuring group. You expect us to have, like, a shit ton of fr- Oh, I should have probably invite Olivia. Was she in here? No. I've been seeing her go to the curry house lately, though. Right. Okay. Um, 
No, it'll be fine. We'll just have a little intimate thing, and then and then after the hour, then people can come in. Okay. And we'll have a bigger party. Can you help me hang this stuff? I'm very short. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can. I can for sure help. And uh, GB begins assisting you in setting up uh, for your party. Uh, <laughs> so, Caleb and Corey, the two of you are going clothes shopping. Uh, make uh, make investigation checks. Ah. Ow. Jesus Christ, metal die hurt. <clears throat> anyway, Caleb, I've been getting very good at navigating this city. Nine. Fourteen. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, you managed to go uh, with a 13, thankfully. Uh, Caleb, through your uh, general walks throughout town, uh, on your way to the docks this morning, you actually passed by... Uh, a shop called the Camel's Eye. Uh, and looking inside, it looks like that is where uh, you can find a lot of weaving uh, weaving and dyeing supplies. And you can see that they actually have quite a fair number of clothes that are also on display. Mm, I think she'd like that one. It's more practical and kind of like survivory. Mm, I see what you mean. Does it come in green? And, uh, as you ask, uh, kind of stepping out from almost like a shadow in the back room, uh, in the back of the room, you see this small little, uh, small little, uh, elf, uh, halfling woman who just says, what colors you're looking for? Uh, kind of like a forest green. Forest green. Yeah. Nat natural colors too. Uh, browns. We got I'm browns. Nice. Maybe mm -hmm. a beige. Mm -hmm. Brown, green, mm -hmm. and beige. Mm -hmm. Sort of like an outdoorsy kind of theme. Mm -hmm. mm. Those colors are boring. Does your friend like bright colors? She should uh. like bright colors. Is it a she? Yeah, it's a. she's a, a halfling. You can always I like tell. To think that she has a bright enough personality to make up for that. Hmm. All right. So green, brown, beige. <laughs> Anything yep. else? Does she want khakis or long pants? Ooh. What kind of top are we looking at? A full long sleeve? Short sleeve? More like a tank top? Well, what's she crop it's top. Like it's more of a crop for her. Yeah, she likes a little. She likes a little midriff, I'd say. A little tummy showing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I got something. Uh, and she will. Uh, this woman just then like recedes back into the shadows, uh, and you just hear rifling sounds. It looks like she's just going through large bins uh, in the back, but you cannot see her. She's pleasant. I guess that's a word for it. And after about five minutes of you guys standing there, uh, just again, kind of coming from the shadows, but from a different corner of the room. <laughs> All right, I managed to find exactly what you were looking for. We got his crop top. That is green. Mm -hmm. Accents of beige. 
Mm-hmm. And then we have your brown and beige khaki pants. Does she like capes? We got a sale on capes. You know, I, I think she'd look lovely in a cape. Her hair's going to be shorter now. All right. Green, brown, beige cape. Green cape. Green, Green. cape. And she uh, then just, like, recedes back into the shadows again. I, I will never get used to that. Uh, and then kind of uh, stepping back from the first area where you had seen her, she emerges <laughs> from the shadows again. All right, so we got a cape, a green crop top with brown and beige accents, and then brown and beige khaki pants. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to come to five gold. <clears throat> oh, I can pay that. Um, okay. Kill These are some nice thing. quality threads, I assure you, children. <laughs> I am sure. Uh, I'll quickly hand her five gold. And she accepts it and just looks at it, and she just has very small, thin eye slits. Just looks at it, looks at it again. Do you need anything else? And she just kind of puts it into a breast pocket that she has, uh, just um, right in front. You know, I would like for you to have a good day. Let's go, Corey. All right. Thank you very much. You were very helpful. It was yep. my pleasure. You both seem nice. Swell kids. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And then, as the door closes, you just see her recede into a shadow. Goldenrod. <laughs> Mahogany. This color's mauve. <laughs> this color's puce. All right. So you guys have purchased clothes for Gwen. Uh, are you doing anything else while you are out? Because, Corey, you have been told to keep Calum busy for at least an hour, and you guys kind of went to the first clothing shop that you thought about that's true oh whoops oh no Corey realizes that the chore is over and it's only been 15 minutes uh (laughs) (laughs) um she'll drag him to walk through a garden Uh, but you know she gwen's probably cold yeah but she's wants she wanted to take a nap oh true to bother them and are jean so busy with getting the potion set up and becoming a potion seller <coughs> I hate you so much <laughs> you like how I waited until you took a drink <laughs> well alright fine they go on a lovely walk through the garden alright and are you guys just walking in silence, or are you talking about anything? Oh, they're... Corey's talking, for sure. Calum has this thousand-yard stare. And, like, if Cam, if <clears throat> Corey turns to him, he just goes, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Well, she, she'll, like, 100% take him by the arm and, like, walk ar- arm in arm with him through the garden. Oh. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, make a survival check. <laughs> Why? We're in a garden. 
<laughs> I will take that. I will take the opportunity to get lost. Nine. Three. Great. Yeah, neither of you really know how long you are spending on this walk. We're lost. Yep. Pretty lost. Caleb, have you ever been in love? Uh, <laughs> what? Well, Gwen was asking me the other day whether or not I've ever been in love. And I think that I've gotten close, but not really. I mean, it's... This is generally my first time out of the tower, so... I don't think so. Well, I realize I don't know that much about you. Oh, I mean, there's not a lot to me. I came from a temple of saloon in the south. Met up with Farron, Mugworth, and Prescott. Stayed with them for a few months. Um, yeah. Then I met you guys. Hmm. Have you ever read about love? Like, love poetry. <clears throat> there was a study about love, how it's chemicals just firing off in your brain, and it's all irrelevant. But it, it was a malice who wrote it. <laughs> but how do you know? I think you're asking the wrong person this question. I always just figured that if you were in love, you would just know. Yeah, I figured you were the smartest person I knew, so... Oh well. I could always read about it. <clears throat> Would you? I, I can try. There, if I go to the library tonight, is that really something you want me to research? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Hmm. Anyway, on an unrelated note, um. I feel like I've been getting very close with Olivierte. Oh, really? Yes, and I want... <laughs> I want to tell her about what happened with Cyprus. That... Does he know? Does Caleb know about Cyprus? Not really. She hasn't, no. she hasn't <clears throat> opened up to anyone, really. So, Gwen. In a girl talk moment that was off camera. I mean, Gwen knows, but I haven't really talked to anyone about it. And I was going to show her in a trance. And I respect you a lot, and I want you to be there for it. Oh. Oh. Sure. Okay. She'll drag him through more garden. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Uh, so as uh, as you guys get dragged through the garden, uh, you end up realizing that it's probably been close to an hour at this point, point. Uh, and so you begin making your way back to Dragon's Drafts. Uh, and by the time that they get there. Uh, Arjan, your friends have been gone for roughly two and a half hours. 
There's still, there's, Gwen said five, uh, and it is about 4.30 at this point. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we're not, we're not late. You're it's not it gonna late. be, how long is it, uh, two GBs? Uh, you know that it takes roughly about 45 minutes, so you'll be a little late. Uh, but, uh, you'll still get there more, uh, more along the actual, like, time that Gwen was hoping. Especially if you make sure that people are a little bit, uh, quicker in their step. Uh, but Corey and Calum, uh, when the two of you get into Dragon's Drafts, you just hear, coming from upstairs. It sounds very muffled, though. What? Oh god, yes, let's get away from that. Uh hey, Gwen wants us for dinner. Uh all right, great bits. Let's like to eat with her or cannibalize us. To eat with her. Uh, yeah, let, let's just let's just go. Okay. What was that? Arjun? Don't worry about it. Okay. No, LB. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Audio cast listeners, LB is actually putting up decorations. <laughs> Alrighty. So you guys make your way uh, to Greybeards. When uh, you get there, uh, no problem. Uh, and Gwen, what uh, what do they see when they first walk in? So when they first walk in, the bar is completely empty. The chairs and tables have been moved to the outside. There's one set up in the middle with chairs on the sides. And there's a bunch of like ring, uh, paper rings going across the ceiling. And then there's one basket of a gift basket on the table. Uh, and she didn't realize that she was probably going to get one for Arshan too, but she didn't. <laughs> so uh, then it's, there's just a bunch of food on the table and drinks. And there's a sign that reads, something kind of in giant and then there's a little bit of draconic uh that she only knows one word and it's happy and then there's halfling and calum and arjan there's just a sign and gwen sitting at the table like this Surprise! Gwen, you've been sitting like that for like the last 15 minutes just waiting for your friends to show up oh god my arms are hurting uh uh. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! It's your birthday? He turns to Arjun. I don't. I don't have a birthday. What's your birthday? Do? It's your. It's your <laughs> birthday. Wait. <laughs> no. Sorry, your... have you never had a birthday either? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god. Everyone sit else. down. <laughs> well, I, I know what a birthday is. Yeah, we, we are very aware of what birthdays are. Uh, I'm not. It's like a like 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 a names day. Do you know what that is? I I suppose. You're only born once though. Yeah, but you celebrate Unless you're in it. some religions. Right, no. Some people celebrate that same day every year. It's just like a celebration of that. Oh, person. we don't have years. Right. But this is just a celebration like, hey, I'm happy you guys were all born. 
Right, right. Okay, that's that's very neat. I I I like it. It's it's very cool. Um, and I got you guys all gifts. Glenn goes into the bag, pulls out one candle. Arshan, this is for you. Oh. <laughs> she gives the other candle to Caleb. Huh. And then she gives the lotion to Corey. Aww. As Gwen is handing Caleb the candle, he hands her a bag of clothing. Oh, thanks. I've just been wearing this towel. Happy <laughs> birthday, Gwen. Oh, it's not my birthday. My birthday is in the spring. But I'm glad you were born, too. Well, we can celebrate it then, and you can buy me drinks. Also, it makes sense that you were born in spring. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh, this is what I... you do... <laughs> Uh-uh. This is what you do for your birthday, okay? You eat food, spend time with your friends, drink, and have fun. And don't think about anything else but yourselves, okay? Anything you want, you get it. Sorry. Um. Okay. Gwen, make a perception check. God damn it. Gwen lives every day like it's her birthday. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Especially in the gets what she wants department. That's a two. Okay. <laughs> Plus, she still hasn't noticed her stuff is gone. Yep. Five. Five total. Yeah. At some point, she'll try to go up and get it. But she's been busy decorating. Yeah. I'm sorry. I only had one color mm-hmm. of marker. <laughs> and it was black. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she's just gonna like sit, 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 sit. Wait, sit, 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 sit. All right, eat your food, drink your drink, and then we're gonna go around the table and we're gonna say one thing that we are grateful for about everyone else. I know that holiday. No, 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 no. (laughs) Normally, it's like, hey, that's a location where I come from. (laughs) No, it's like, it's like, it's like. You know, you normally you just do it to one person, but since we're celebrating all three of your birthdays at the same time, we'll do that. Okay? Okay. GB comes out carrying four plates of Eggy McEggwitches. As soon as she leaves, uh, she'll lean over to Caleb and be all like, I don't think she actually knows what a birthday is. <laughs> She's just making this up. I think she knows about birthdays better than any of us. Okay. All right. Uh, So yeah, she's changing. uh, Currently, Gwen is changing the signage to include Corey as well. You guys have had. uh, Oh, you guys have. We don't know Cyber's birthday either. (laughs) Oh shit! All right, that'll be a different day. That's too much. Too much for one day. What did we? What day did we get her? Uh, the day before Hollandtide. That should be that should be Cypress' birthday. Day before Hollandtide. Got it. Uh, and then GB will uh come back out with a uh a tray of drinks, uh for all of you, and he'll set down a glass of water, glass of beer, uh, and then as he's leaving, he leans down and whispers into your ear, Gwen, and says. So I know you rented out the location, but you still have to pay for food and drinks. Like, you know that, right? What? Yeah, no, that's... You only rent the I space. I thought it was included in the price. It's always included in the price. It wasn't a package. You rented the space. <laughs> the, 
you meant the... Fine, fine, fine. Yep, no, that's fine. I'm building a tab for you. You can just pay it after. Yeah, that's fine. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start, okay? My favorite thing about Corey is that she can change her, the color of her hair and her body at whim. Okay? My favorite thing about Calum is he is a precious little flower that I need to protect. And even though sometimes I get mad at you, <laughs> I still love you, okay? What? <laughs> And my favorite thing about Arjan is your steadfast attitude and your willingness to try anything. That is not where I thought you were going. <laughs> she went through a couple tabs in her head and she's like, nope, nope, no, nope. No, All right, no. we'll go with that one. All right. Caleb. Um, I'm thankful for Blake for being a great friend and science bro. Yeah. Yeah. Science. Science. Bitch. Science, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is adorable. I can't handle it. <laughs> I imagine they mutter science and then bitch under their breaths. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thankful for Corey for showing me like general elf stuff that I never knew about. Um, and I'm thankful for Gwen for always looking out for me. You guys don't have to do me, but you can if you want. Oh. <laughs> huh? Huh. All right, Corey, your turn. Hmm. Well, first of all, I'm thankful for Blake for being my first friend. Um, I was really scared to come here, and he made it less scary. Uh, I'm thankful for Gwen because... She makes me feel strong. And I'm thankful for Caleb because... He's really selfless. Though I think he could stand to use his brain some more. And she'll just bury her nose in her drink. Gwen is like a little verklempt. You guys can see she's kind of like holding back. <laughs> All right, Arjun, it's your turn. I, I'm thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, it's okay. <laughs> I'm thankful for Gwen because she keeps us all level-headed and helps us sort through all of our emotional baggage because even though from what little i know about your upbringing it seems really scary and really traumatic but you seem very well adjusted and i'm so proud of you 
I'm thankful for Caleb because he helps me figure out everything that I want to know because of his really, I assume, really cool library from what you told me about. And your notes are really good and your penmanship is excellent. And you just know so much. You're my best friend. And I was also really scared when I was leaving the sanctuary because I didn't know anybody. The, the one friend that I, I had, oh, we had to leave each other. And so I was out all alone and I, I scare people. But you made me feel a lot less scary. And I'm, I'm really thankful that you're not supporting Charlay and, and that you're, you're not being exiled because we really need somebody to come back and get our money whenever we turn a profit. Guys! <sighs> About halfway through that, Corey starts hugging him. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen is full on crying now. <laughs> she she hugs Corey. And then she hugs Caleb. And then she hugs Arjun. <laughs> Guys, I'm glad that I found you. We are not drunk enough for this. <laughs> Alright, okay, let me go get my beer. Alright, hold on. Gwen's <laughs> gonna go upstairs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, make a investigation check. As you look around for, are you? Uh, there's your hero's mead, uh, and then there's also the moon wax that you had on your person, as well as did you have any other road beers with you? Think so. Catnap, you had. Oh, I had catnap. Yes, I have four wine skins of catnap. All right. Uh, so would you roll with your investigation check? Not natural, but a one. All right. Uh, so sifting around your bag, I'll say make it with advantage. Since I know where it it's was. your backpack. Five. <laughs> Are you really looking for the moon wax or are you grabbing for other yeah. things? Okay. So you just flip your backpack upside down. Uh, a big fucking barrel. Where the fuck did it go? And yeah, it does not seem anywhere uh, within your uh, within your gear. And she's gonna she's gonna bring the hero's mead uh, because she found that apparently. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so she's gonna come out and say, "Guys, has anyone seen my big barrel of alcohol?" The last time I saw it, I went blind. Yeah, yeah. I I was drinking it with Tifa, 
and it, I didn't spend the night here last night, so I don't. With whom? With Tifa. Make a history check with disadvantage, Gwen. Okay. One of those is a 17. <laughs> All right. That is higher. Uh, history is a minus one, so 16. You remember uh, in this brief moment, as soon as it's these, these pieces finally lining up in your head, uh, you remember Tifa holding your large, uh, clear jug of moon wax, saying that she was going to hold on to it for you because she was worried that you would that you might hurt yourself with it before leaving you in bed and exiting the room. Uh, Gwen immediately stops and drops the hero's mead on the ground, and she makes eye contact with Blake or <laughs> with Garjan. <laughs> That bitch! Oh. Okay. What are you planning to do? No. Hey. 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 We'll get her to buy a new one. (laughs) About me. It's nice about me. Fine, GB, the strongest shit you got. And he just he gives you the thumbs up, but it's a very tentative thumbs up, and just like and he makes like a like a fine. <laughs> he goes and he he comes back uh, oh, with no. a very old, very dusty looking bottle, uh, and he says uh, that this is a. This is a brew that was fermented uh, and crafted uh, about 200 years ago, and it has just been chilling uh, underneath the uh, underneath the uh, like in the uh, cellars down below his place. Gwen looks at it, looks at him, and she goes, "It just." Fine. Strong, not expensive. And he just looks at you and says, This one's the same thing. What? This is monkey's paw. And he holds up the bottle, and you can just see that there is an outline of a, like, severed hand inside of the bottle. Ah. <laughs> uh, she looks at the group. Hey, listen, I've heard of the monkey's paw before, and it is not good. It was a story about wishes coming true, but then there were consequences, and I am not ready for consequences like going blind. No, 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 no. See, I'm pretty sure I killed something from that story. I feel like that's a pretty apt description for the consumption of alcohol. This was uh, the guy who wished, who made the wish. He wanted to make he wanted to be able to make the best drink possible. And well, turns out he made the best drink possible. So oh. but what was possible? No no, he He kinda like sips uh, the bottle a little bit. I I don't is that yeah, I'm not down to It's a I'm limited not. run. I'm not <laughs> a very limited run. 
to drink some dude's hand, okay? You asked for the most powerful? This was it? I can try and scale it back a little bit. Yeah, that'd be great, because I don't know if I can handle the fur in my drink. He just shrugs, uh, leaves, uh, goes back down, and then comes back up. Uh, and he says, all right, this one, 75 years aged, uh, very potent, cycled through every bourbon barrel that's ever been here. And he kind of gives you the like, it's medium price. Yeah, okay. <laughs> does that mean it's like 10 gold or does that mean like it's like 100 gold? It's 25 gold for the bottle. <laughs> Solid. Yep, that'll, that'll do. And he sets it down onto the counter for you guys. Uh, and then just says, any more food orders? Would you guys like any appetizers or anything? Do you have dessert? We do, do have, have dessert. You have to candles. Candle? You have candles. Yeah. <laughs> we have I candles. can make, I, I'll make something. What do you guys like? Flaky? Do you like uh, doughy? Cookies? Do you guys like cookies? Cakes? Pies? Cookies? Cookies are good. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'll see what I can do about some cookies. You guys have about 20 minutes left until the bar opens back up. So enjoy your time. Thanks. All right, so this is what happens with the dessert. Excuse me. Oh, shit, that's strong. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to put the candle next to the dessert. Normally it goes into the dessert, but I don't think they do that here. So you're going to take the candle, and you're going to make a wish, and then blow it out. You're not going to tell anyone what the wish is, but you're going to wish it in your head, and you're going to wish it with all of your might, and then you're going to blow it out. And if you... Well, there's only one candle. So when you blow it out, all at the same time, <laughs> your wish will come true. Don't wish to be made into anything. Yes, do not. It's more of like a prosperity thing, Corey, not like a. You've got to be careful with these things. <laughs> She's right. Listen to Corey. <clears throat> Alcohol, anyone? <laughs> she just starts pouring. <laughs> Yeah, Galen's been hammering back the alcohol. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Caleb, make a constitution check. I have a plus two in that. 17. Okay. You're feeling a little rosy-cheeked, but you've been way drunker before. Off of significantly less. <clears throat> Looks like our little boy's developing a tolerance for the drink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Corey will take a shot and then pour another shot and then just sip that for a while. Ooh, stir. Gwen's going hard. Okay, Gwen, make a constitution save. Why do I keep closing this? Mm -hmm. Uh, constitution is a 21. Okay, uh, yeah. Kathleen. You're going to, you're going to town on this booze and it's sitting fine. Absolutely mm -hmm. no issue. Uh and so yeah, you actually you guys start seeing uh start smelling these freshly baked cookies uh from the back of the Greyboar Tavern and you see that people actually start uh now filing into the bar, uh kind of 
looking looking at your guys' group in the middle and just It's a birthday party. <laughs> yep. For who? If anybody if anybody stares for long enough, Corey will wave at them like, "Yay!" <laughs> Wearing a paper hat. And this individual uh that Gwen, you would recognize as uh, the Minotaur who won first place in the Iron Crane competition, uh, says, whose birthday? We're celebrating all three because they've never had a birthday before. They've never had a what? Right. Graybeard. And this <laughs> <laughs> Minotaur okay. begins just like beelining to the front of the bar. Uh, and he pulls out a, uh, he pulls out a sack of coin and sets it onto the table. Uh, and says, their drinks are on me tonight. Oh, yeah. Sweet. She leans over to Arjun. Sweet, because I could not have paid for that bottle. I'm just saying right now. <laughs> Bless. Arjun's <laughs> wish came true. <laughs> he hasn't even made it yet. <laughs> you get an extra wish. <laughs> Ninth level spell? <laughs> Fuck that! <laughs> I want magical power! Explodes. <laughs> oh no. But yeah, so uh, as more customers pile in, uh, this Minotaur man, uh, this Kryn, ends up letting uh, other patrons know that it is your table's birthday. Uh, and when people ask whose birthday is it, and you say it's for three people because they've never had birthdays before, you guys are getting a lot of free drinks, uh, a lot of free food. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, Greybeard will come out and bring you guys cookies as well. Uh, and when he brings out cookies, you see the Minotaur just kind of leans back and just, oh, they got cookies? <laughs> He, like, leans into GB again after he drops it off, and he seems to also be trying to get him to make him a dessert of sorts. Aww. Aww. All right, guys. <clears throat> Candles next to it. And Gwen pulls out, like, an extra, like, regular candle and pops it in front of Corey. All right, guys. Light your candles. Make your wish. <laughs> Flamey claws. <Yes>. Like... <laughs> Close your eyes and blow it out, Okay. Yeah! <laughs> it's just gonna make people around her clap too. Oh, they are cheering wildly. Yeah! Yes! Birthdays! <laughs> oh, he's so aggressive. Uh, that's that's scary. What are the mechanics for birthday wishes? <laughs> <laughs> Should we tell you what we wished for, DM? <laughs> Message me with what you wished for, and, ah! if you, and if you do, I will give you a one d four blessed dice for Ooh. the next uh, for the remainder of your birthday. Aww, that's so sweet. So sorry, Gwen, you don't get a happy birthday that's dice. Okay, she's just Tip happy that her friend. In the Gwen's got a birthday yeah. in the. In the weirdest way possible, if you had taken the feat for Magic Initiate, this would have been the, like, entryway to a cleric spell. <laughs> you performed a small ceremony. Ah! <gasps> oh, I did! Ceremony's a really cool spell. Wow. It is. 
Yeah, we could have done that. <laughs> Both of us are capable of doing that, actually. <laughs> uh, we're gonna throw... <laughs> we're gonna throw Gwen the bangingest birthday party. There's gonna be so many hookers. Yes! <laughs> and Jack. <laughs> and poker. Oh, gosh. Uh, so as the evening commences, uh, she's gonna see how, uh, how drunk Arjan's getting. Arjan was trying to not go hard on his drinks because, you know, he was also making potions. Mm-hmm. And may have went simmering at the moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no. oh, God. Ooh. He's going to forget about that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so a little sauce, a little sauce, Gwen, is going to come up to Arjan. What'd you wish for? Uh, Don't you dare, you're not supposed to tell. Uh, I'm not supposed You'll to tell. You'll break the contract of the birthday wish. I I can't break packs. That's why we're in this mess. <laughs> having fun. <clears throat> I'm having food. Everyone food who is good. drinking heavily, in your own words, make a constitution check. Yeah, it's more in line. <laughs> Everyone rolls. Fifteen. Okay. Twenty-two. Fifteen and twenty-two are good. Caleb? Eight. Caleb, you're feeling pretty sauced right now. Question, are these saves? They are. Guys, by being within ten feet of me, you should be adding three to those saves. Eighteen. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven is still not enough. Your natural aura of being a buzzkill at parties is not going to save them. <laughs> She's still halfway through that one shot. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah. And then we got teleported <laughs> to the kill aura. <laughs> oh. Ah, Jesus. <clears throat> so yeah, Caleb, you are feeling pretty sauced uh compared to uh how your other friends are feeling. And I'm working through that issue. Yep. Yep. And we'll work through it together, buddy. Yeah. I think Farron is dating the old cleric dude who fucked me up when I was younger. Farron? The old dude? Yeah. Farron the dude? Farron my dad. D I mean, friend. Farron's your dad? No. Like, just... Wait, He's like okay. a paternal figure to me. How does he know the dude who was... Wait, someone fucked you up when you were a child? What? Alright, alright. Gwen stands up on the chair. Pulls out her axe. Alright, who am I killing? Who hurt my baby boy? I don't know. Precisely. I, it's weird. You don't know who was mean to you when you were a baby? Oh, I know who was mean to me when I was a child. I don't know if he has the same form now. You see, when Farron and them left on the ship, I heard... God, what's her name? The blonde chick? The blonde chick in my head. And she called me a name only one other person knows. 
that means he's still alive and that he's dating my dad. I mean, Farron. Is he a dragon? I don't know. He was a dwarf. <laughs> and now he's a lady? Yeah, I think. You want me to kill her? That'd be cool. All right. I imagine that this conversation is being shouted yeah. uh, like <laughs> across the table and like they're sitting on either side of Corey. Oh, yeah. and she's just like watching with the biggest eyes like back and forth. If I meet her first in the tournament, I'm going to kill her. That's my boy. And she like stands at the table and like slugs him in the shoulder. Ow. Wait, can we do that? How does this Me? tournament work? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Accidents happen, right? Right. <laughs> Caleb! I like this side of you! Where have you been? Repressed. <laughs> See? This is why we don't repress our feelings, guys. This is exactly why I repress my feelings. And Coriander <laughs> pours herself another shot and slugs it back. <laughs> all right. We have to go to work tomorrow. Oh, that's all right. Corey's here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Oh, shit. I have to go to work and whenever we're done here. Well, you're going to go back to the place after this? Yeah, uh, Olivia wants a whole bunch of potions. Oh, well, you got a deal already? I think so. Mm. Oh, sort of. Are you going alone? To the shop? I mean, I don't see why not. Alright, well, I mean, like, if you want to go, I'll go with you. The streets are dangerous, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make sure that you're okay. Uh, I think I'm going to be going with all of you. Corey, don't you think you should escort Caleb to his bed so that he can get good night's sleep? Oh shit, we live here. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, do you need to sleep? I was Are you sleep Are you sleeping or trancing tonight? I you told me that you wanted something research we're not gonna do oh we're, oh oh you don't have to do that okay i'm gonna sleep no <laughs> sleep can you can you can you sleep off a hangover if you trance dm yeah dm you can oh i guess i can trance and be up earlier to Hang it's out. Evil that Coriander wouldn't know because she'd just lay on hands herself. Oh, I feel terrible. Much better. <laughs> just so you guys know, there's one more spell. For what? I found in the book. Oh, we're not doing the book stuff, remember? Remember, honey? And she's going to walk over and put her hands on his cheeks. Oh, but the first time it worked out well. I smoked those guys. It's okay, honey. You'll be okay. You don't have to use the book. You're better than the book. You're strong on your own. <laughs> and she's going to kiss him on the mouth and then <laughs> jump down. 
But what was the other spell? Yeah, I mean, we're not going to use it, but what was it? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Just out of curiosity, I can... What did I write here? I can make rocks fall, fly upwards, and knock people around. So you can make rocks fall and parties die. Yeah, and then everyone dies. Uh, not at this level. Maybe at nine. As though commanded by some sort of higher being. <laughs> that was really existential, and I think we're past that. No, no. Okay, guys, my tummy's doing the run, like the gurglies. I'm gonna. <laughs> do you need? Do you need? Do you need a massage? No. Jazz hands. Lay on hands. Maybe. You know. The holy yeah, power that in. lies within me. Lay your hands on him, Corey. You know, besides the buzzkill aura. <laughs> Don't push your luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Corey, you are escorting Calum to bed. Uh, and then Arjan and Gwen, you guys are going to go back to Dragon's Drafts. Uh, <clears throat> when you arrive, uh, you see that there is just this thick, dark green smoke that is currently just billowing outside oh, of your no. open window. Uh-oh. I'll go see it. I'll walk under the smoke. <laughs> Okay. So you open up the door uh, and you see a where it looks like uh, the potion that you were working on very recently exploded and has just left this large black scorch mark uh, across the wall. And it has uh, just this kind of smoking center to it. Uh, as you are taking a brief look at this potion air, uh, radius, though, you actually see that there is an outline where some of the smoke is missing from the wall, and it is in a cat outline. <gasps> <laughs> you home alone my cat! No, wait, hold on. Oh, it's not home alone. That's a um, Christmas, Christmas vacation. That's right. I'll have you know that movie traumatized me as a child. This is why I have to be here whenever we make these potions. Oh no. And I swear to God, the gods. Wow, it'd be great if, if somebody would tell me about my own God. Uh, I swear to the gods, if anybody pulls me away from this over the next four days, I may kill somebody. How about, like, for the next two hours? I mean, it's already exploded. Right. I mean, I could probably last two hours, is what I'm saying. I'm really tired. <coughs> what? What? <laughs> that was a sex joke. Oh, I, I don't, I don't do great with those. Oh yeah, no, I know you're a little uncomfortable. I just thought it'd be better if I was straightforward with it. I think that worked last time. I don't think it did. What do you mean? 
I mean, never, we never had sex. What? No, we totally had in the tent. I'm pretty sure we didn't. Well, you're. I thought you, but you said. I thought that you just. And as the two of you are having this conversation, you both hear from a place unknown. Oh God, zombie cat. <laughs> he lives. Uh, and that is when we will transfer over to Calum and Corey. <clears throat> So, uh, you are laying down Calum into bed, getting him all nice and tucked in. Uh, Lay on hands. Not uh, even asking. He's just getting it. Bah! Uh, thank you. How do you feel? A lot better. Better? Okay, good. <sighs> She'll leave him a glass of water on the uh, nightstand. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you leave him a glass of water, and, uh, you know that Arjan currently has a room that's being rented out as well that you could either take as your own, uh, or if you wanted to go back downstairs and, uh, just kind of enjoy, uh, the tavern life before you end up retiring, unless you were planning on going back to the Midnight Stand, or the Moonrunner. I'm gonna go downstairs and play my ukulele, because okay. my party isn't here, and if it goes poorly, no one will know. <laughs> Okay, make a performance Except check. Except for Greybeard, but he's not saying shit. Can I, can I add my bless? Yeah, it's your birthday. It's my birthday. Um, oh shit! <laughs> it's a natural one. <laughs> so, you, Corey, go up to, uh, and you get up onto the stage your heart's racing it's just it feels like it's going like a thousand miles an hour in your chest like you're you're a fairly charismatic person you've you've told people the masses about Coralon before but this is perhaps the most terrifying moment of your entire life and as you set up you you feel like your mouth is incredibly dry uh at this stage and you go to open your mouth and sing, and it just comes out kind of crackly. Uh, and so you grab a drink, uh, you grab the glass of water that you have next to you, and you bring it up to your lips and you take a sip. Uh, and when you do, as the water passes your lips and goes into your mouth and into your lungs, you feel a burning sensation that this the water that as you are trying to consume it just seems like it is fire that you are putting directly into your mouth and you drop the glass and it spills onto your hands and Ooh. as the water spills you just see that there are burn like blisters that appear <gasps> over your hands what and as you look down you remember uh, the words that Agatha said to you as you had walked away after <gasps> cheating her on the beach that even uh, that even the lands themselves would come back to fight you, and that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. You are going Indoor? to be taking thirteen Indoor. points of damage, by the way. What? Oh my god! Indoor. Yes. What the fuck? You don't cheat the Fey, folks. 
And that's an important lesson to be learned. So Corey, you now have a curse. So, I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and enjoy this wonderful birthday episode that we had for everybody. We joked several sessions ago that we were just going to be fast playing a week, but man, if you've ever played tabletop RPGs, there's no such thing as a fast play. This never happened because shit like this comes up far too frequently, and I love it. I love everything about this game. I love all the characters. RJ, who you... What's what's your story? Where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, I'm RJ here on the channel, but you can catch me at RJustice RJ282 on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, where I tweet about the nerdy things and probably I'm gonna be screaming about this for like the next week and a half. That's not gonna be fast played because it's real life. You can catch me on the Tuesday game, Curse of Strahd, run by the lovely Danae Keener, as Speedy the Human Ranger, and on Saturdays on Pre-Roast. Pro Restarters Sunday. channel. Oh, Sunday on pre Pro. God, what the fuck? <laughs> Sundays on Pro Restarters channel. For Phase, which is our Cypher System game as G3 the Robot at 8 o'clock p.m. EST. Yes. LB, where can we find you? What do you do? I'm LB Hackma. I'm, I'm shook. I'm a little shook. I'm shaken and I'm shooken. Uh, and uh, you can find me here Mondays and Tuesdays. Tomorrow I'll be playing the lovely Silmi. Uh, and uh, maybe she might even tell her brother the truth tomorrow. Uh, and then <laughs> you can also find me on uh, Sunday at 5 p.m. on Encounter Roleplay's channel at, uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are doing a system that I always forget. Um, it's some sort of, we're doing a time travel game called uh, uh apocalypse win uh, oh it's you're doing an apocalypse world game yes yes that's it you can also find me directly after that on pro restarters channel with rj doing um the uh cypher system game where i play the creepy but 100 percent accurate um ofi and uh gb is on the uh encounter roleplay game too nice cyberwolf where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, I'm Cyberwolf. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on Twitter at, at Cyberwolf1201. I tweet about stuff that is not spoilers because spoiler culture. Um, I, I, I tweet about stuff like when I go live on Twitch.tv slash Cyberwolf1201. We just finished going through Breath of the Wild, getting all the juicy lore. So go through, check out those vibes that you can find at the Twitch thingy you can also find a podcast that i do there with kyle with an m where i talk about the games that we that we play in for like an hour and then we talk about other stuff that, that you know sometimes gets a little deep we got a new episode of that coming real soon and all those are also on anchor.fm slash several one and other places that i do not know the links to uh, i do not have any other role-playing stuff besides this game but i don't know I'm feeling cute. <laughs> Might crash the Tuesday game. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I'm excited. Very excited. And next month, uh, when we start running Ghosts of Saltmarsh, you're going to be in that game as well. It's going to be very fun. Um, Danae, where can we find you? What do you do? 
I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings, mostly based on D&D. And you can also find me tomorrow at the Tuesday game running Curse of Strahd, along with LB and Justice and Steven and Connor. For tomorrow night only, Cyberwolf will be crashing the party. Yes. So we'll see you then. Yes, and if you have made it this far, you probably already know who I am, but if you don't, I am the Indoor Adventurer, uh, and I am the showrunner here at Indoor Adventures Monday through Wednesday, and then later next month, uh, Monday through Thursday, here at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have our homebrew adventure, The Legend of the Four Keeps, uh, on Mondays, then we got Curse of Strahd on Tuesdays, we got our Community One-Shot Wednesdays, and... Uh, as I stated earlier, this Thursday we are going to be having uh, Ghosts of Salt Marsh that I am very excited for. We got some wonderful people, uh, including Cyberwolf, Kyle with an N, my good buddy Reeves, as well as our dear friend, Where's My Dingus, a.k.a. Dingo. Where is it? Where is it? You can find Dingus on that there Thursday show when it doesn't come up. Uh, all the rest of us salt base. Yes! Oh, God. The game's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Uh, but... Uh, you can find us at YouTube, Twitch, Anchor.fm, Podbean, Patreon, anywhere that you can normally find uh, people who post things. You can find Indoor Adventures there. Uh, we are also having a giveaway right now, which uh, if you win, you can win the Mythica Sinister Emerald set from Die Hard Dice, or you can get a custom spellbook from Elderwood Academy that is stylized to look like Calum's spellbook, which... It looks really pretty, guys. It looks really pretty. I want to see the physical copy of it when it arrives uh, later. Because it is. it does take about a month to make, so we're about halfway through that. And then once it arrives in my mailbox and we have prizes, I will send that directly to your doorstep because... I'm sorry! It just took a while to make. Uh, but it's high quality. I'm really uh, a huge fan of what the people at Elderwood do, so... I wanted to be able to make something cool for you guys, and that's what I did. So, uh, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported podcast called Knights in the Courtyard, where we accept uh, and answer questions not only from each other, but from the community at large. So, uh, all you patrons, you have that to look forward to, and all you people who aren't patrons yet, consider signing up, and you get uh, access to the after show, as well as handwritten adventures uh, every month by yours truly, or at least I am going to try and be more consistent about that. Uh, but with that in mind, guys, thank you so much for, for coming by. Thank you to these awesome players for putting up with my bullshit every week. And we will see you guys next time. All right, everybody.